Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome to Light Body Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May. And today I have with me Mr. Gary Wimmer. And he is a professional music musician and psychic and has been referred to as a medium, intuitive, healer, teacher, spiritualist, and clairvoyant. And he is a frequent guest on many shows. I'm really excited to have him here. He's the author of a couple books, one called Lithomancy, the Psychic Art of Reading Stones, and another one uh, called A Second in Eternity about a near-death experience or a near-death out-of-body experience he had in 1977. So today we're going to be talking about the tumultuous times that we're living in and maybe, you know, I think he can shed some light on why so many of us are feeling like this energetic upheaval. So welcome, Gary. Well, thank you, Dr. May. Pleasure to be with you. Well, let's get started by uh, telling us about how you came to be, you know, an intuitive and, um, and, you know, the, and I don't know, I guess maybe an expert on on some of this material and um why you're able to shed some light on this crazy time that we're living through right now well these are indeed challenging times uh i'm 75 when i was uh, uh 29 in 1977 uh you're right i was a musician i was traveling a lot i got off the road because i need some time off and this is january 31st 1977 and within 24 hours, reality completely changed. For unexpected, unknown reasons, all of a sudden, I started picking up things intuitively and psychically about everybody, about people around me, who was going to call on the phone next. Now, I'd been given psychic readings since the early 70s. I, uh, in college, a lady did a horoscope for me and said, you have a lot of natural intuitive ability. Well, I was an electrical engineer and a musician and i didn't think about that much until i got out of college and started giving readings and started realizing wow i actually do have a real knack at this i grew up with six brothers two older four younger and uh two of my older brothers were double and a triple sagittarius born exactly a year apart december 8th uh 1945 and 46 47 i come along scorpio november 8th so i was always dealing with this superiority complex of my older brothers uh and that probably was one reason i went inside a lot intuitively and spiritually played music was an artist more than anything in 1977 like i said on january 31st 1977 i started feeling everything different that evening that night the next night i could pick up conversations with people around me it got kind of scary kind of quick because I didn't know why this was happening. I didn't know how to turn it off. I didn't know what it was. 
but it kept getting more and more intense. I'd walk down the street and I could feel people's thoughts. And so by the second day, third day, I couldn't even imagine what normal life was like. I was starting to get rather terrified, but at the same time, I felt this incredible sense of power. It was the strangest, thinnest tightrope of reality or stretching beyond reality that I've ever been on. Um, I didn't know why, I didn't know what, and I'll give you just a couple examples of this. My intuitive abilities, my psychic ability, my intuition built up so strong that I couldn't just do normal things. I was either picking up stuff about people or I was kind of projecting stuff into the world. For mm -hmm. example, I'd look at a stranger three blocks away. Mind you, my mind was racing constantly, so I couldn't put it at ease and didn't know what I would do if this wasn't overtaking me because <laughs> it was. But I'd look at a stranger mm -hmm. three blocks away and I'd think, scratch your head and point to that building and they would do it. And I didn't know, did I make that happen? Or did I just happen to pick up that that was about to happen and choose that? to? I couldn't tell the difference. I couldn't mm -hmm. tell the difference between creator and witness. My roommate one day walked in with a newspaper and I could read the headlines through his eyes. He threw the tape paper down and I'm just staring. It was an article about Jimmy Carter in 1977. A couple of days later, he and I went to a club and I got couldn't take the noise in the back with the band and all that. Came out front, sat at the bar, trying to be nice and quiet, peaceful. Thought about taking a walk outside to get some air. And all of a sudden, I feel like I'm outside in the same place that 30 minutes earlier when we were walking in, I got a strange sense of intuition right outside the door. Now I'm standing outside the door and four people are walking in. They work walk, walk right through me. I open my eyes. Nope, I'm still here on the bar stool. The door opened and the four of them came in exactly as I'd seen. I started picking that up. My roommate came in. Asked me what I was doing, what's happening, how come I'm not dancing? And I tried to, I thought about explaining this to him. Besides, it was better to just show him. So I said, I bet, bet you 10 bucks I can tell how the next people coming through the door dressed, completely out of the clear blue. He put 10 bucks down and I won. 10 mm -hmm. more? Yeah, you cheated. You're just outside. No, no. Ask these people around me. So the second time I did it, he just blew, it blew him away. That evening when we were going back home, he was real concerned about me. And I was real concerned, too, because normal life had just dissipated. I couldn't sleep for days. I was picking up things all the time about people. I could tell, like I said, who was going to call on the phone yet. I kept seeing clocks. And then I'd see someone later and I'd look at either my clock or if I was over at their place, a clock on their wall. And it was the same clock I'd seen 30 minutes earlier with the exact time that I'm in their house. The synchronicity was mm -hmm. uh, incredible, but I still didn't know why I was going through this. I'll just give you another example because there was no neutral. I couldn't ignore this. I couldn't just turn it off. I wish I could. Well, on second thought, no, I'm glad I didn't because of what I found, what I discovered. Mm -hmm. But uh, my friend and I were in a bar one time and he's concerned. He's asking about me saying, is this still going on, this intensity? I said, absolutely well what's it like and again rather than trying to explain it i saw two ladies in the far end of the restaurant and i asked him turn around and see if you know either of those two ladies he looked over and said nope knows i know 
And I said, well, I'm going to have the brunette who's facing away from us in the farthest point of the restaurant. I'm going to have her write me a letter. He said, what do you mean? I'll just have her write me a letter. Completely harmless, blah, blah, blah. We're eating dinner. He completely forgets about that. But about 10 or 15 minutes later, the two ladies come walking by. And the brunette, who I'd been thinking about, and I'd been sending her a vibe, a picture, a laser beam directing over to me. I didn't walk that way, didn't look at her. I just thought, write me a letter, write me a letter. Guy in the blue shirt here. As they walked out, she threw a napkin down on my table. And in big, bold letters, she had written, why are you doing this to me? I got chills. I started realizing I'm affecting everybody and everything. Mm -hmm. Now, through this period, I kept feeling these guardian angels kind of watching me because the world didn't make sense <laughs> you know this escalating psychic mm -hmm. ability makes sense it was haunting but like i said in, in amazingly interesting and, and empowering and fascinating but i couldn't handle it anymore i kept feeling feeling these guides and they seemed to name themselves the monitors or i called them that and they agreed that was fine I didn't see them, but I kept feeling them. Long story short, after a week of this intensely escalating psychic ability, my roommates, my friends, a lot of people were very concerned about me because I was not acting normal and I didn't feel normal. Mm -hmm. But had I not felt the presence of these monitors, these guides, I would have gone completely berserko. In fact, after eight days of this, on July, excuse me, February 7th, 1977, after eight days of this escalating ability, I was scared to death. I was racing down Guadalupe Street here in Austin, Texas, crying, screaming, praying, scared to death. I couldn't take it anymore. And there was a lot of pedestrians on the road that night, and they're all looking at me like, what's going on with this guy? I didn't want to explain it. I didn't care what they thought. All I wanted was to break free of this or get some understanding or something. And I was begging and pleading the universe. And all of a sudden this intense pain, just <laughs> this intense fear dissipated in a split second. I look up and there's this huge light right above my head, like a spotlight. I looked around and none of these people who are staring at me, because I was in the middle of a big circle, <laughs> concerned people screaming mm -hmm. and crying and praying. All of a sudden, I was completely fearless. I'm looking at them. They don't see this big light shining down on my head. I didn't care. I looked back up on it. And then it turned into, rather than a light, a, a, pla a table, like a crystal table, round, about inch and a half, two inches thick, not six inches, not a half inch. It was a specific size. And I saw this light was coming down from the palms of these seven guardian angel type looking figures in white robes off-white robes i couldn't see their faces i could certainly feel their presence and like i said the fear had just dissipated i was mystified looking up at this beautiful beautiful power above me and i said you're the monitors you're the monitors yes and they said yes do you trust us in one voice like james earl jones this big low deep do you trust us I said, absolutely, you're the only thing that makes sense, but I don't understand what's going on, blah, 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 blah. Shh, do you trust us? They asked again, and I started rambling a little bit. They, do you trust us? Yeah, okay, got it, I trust you. Within a split second, and I'm 
been pacing down the street, I'd stop and in a split second, long story short, hard for me to explain it, but I was hit by a speeding car. I saw my own body, I'm outside my body, seeing the car tumble around my body or my body tumble over the car. And I felt a sort of a humorous sense of detachment. Like, oh, that's just what happens on earth. In no time, I was expanding outward like the surface of a balloon, not like an arrow, but going out in all directions at once. I saw the whole earth from 360 degrees, North Pole, South Pole, all around, because it was collapsing inside my psychic or spiritual mind. My body's laying on the street in concrete with people screaming and hollering, <laughs> you know, all concerned. Mm -hmm. I kept expanding and expanding. I expanded beyond this solar system beyond this galaxy, beyond the universe. And when I crossed over the edge of the universe, going out in all directions simultaneously, I felt like it was just a thought, an imagination. I never even thought about it, looking at the universe that way. But all of a sudden, I see infinite universes, like star-studded sky, and I see the one I just came out from, and I see all these other ones, infinite universes. They seem to roll up into a tunnel of light which is a very good description because a lot of people agree that that's kind of what they feel that's certainly what i felt mm -hmm. like being shot through a circular clouds silver gray clouds like a like a um, clown at a circus almost but i came out the other side and i was in this infinite blue void i had no awareness of me no awareness of earth no awareness of creation just an awareness of this ever-present blue infinite mind i didn't even i didn't feel separate from it like an observer i felt like i was part of it and this infinite mind basically there's two possibilities either it existed and everything can exist every possibility or it didn't exist and nothing would exist because there's nothing above it to control it or limit it and so there was two choices, either everything or nothing. And that would guess what? We got everything. So I saw these infinite possibilities and I was fascinated. And it felt like this one for eternity went on and on and on. All of a sudden, I felt like I was observing it instead of being at one with it. And I was pulled back through this tunnel of light and back into this galaxy, this universe, and toward this galaxy. Still had no idea who I was or where I was headed. No, sure like where I had just left. It was mm -hmm. beautiful. However, I'm contracting into some place in time and space, unaware of me or unaware of where I'm going or why. And I started seeing all these pictures. And these were the things that I write about in my book and I talk about all the change we're going through now. I saw this in 1977. Nobody could imagine teenagers or young kids having AK-47s and shooting up schools. Mm -hmm. But I saw that. I saw the flooding in the Mississippi many times. I saw earthquakes, volcanoes. I saw the political turmoil we're going through. And it was pretty frightening on one sense. But then the next series of images I saw were the world to come whether it's 50 years or 100 years, the age of peace, the age of Aquarius, the second coming, the enlightenment of humankind. It's not doesn't happen on a particular date, but we're going from chaos, which is happening now for the reason, very simple. 
we get to see all the holes in the boat and the flaws in ourselves and in our systems so we can fix them because you can't fix anything unless you see what's broken so we're all getting a chance to see about what's broken and that's why this big turmoil going on now so i saw as i'm coming back into my body not even knowing who i am or where my body is i saw lots of pictures of what we're going through scared me i saw lots of pictures of the world to come very beautiful and then i saw these pictures of somebody playing the piano and being a psychic and a musician i didn't know who that was until all of a sudden i see my body down in guadalupe street and people screaming and hollering and this and i looked at like wow that's me and i jumped into my body mm. now i had just heaven i jumped to my feet i felt no pain <laughs> so i was stunned and shocked because i just been to heaven and back inexplainable incomprehensible but this little car accident was nothing <laughs> and the mm -hmm. driver's trying to calm me down man you're hurt i said no i'm not hurt at all i know that long story short i just wanted to walk home because i wasn't hurt i heard ambulances coming police some of the witnesses said no just hang around until the police come and sure okay i'll explain it to them and then i'll walk home good luck because when the cops got there, everybody, they're looking around for a body splattered in blood, and there ain't one. I'm standing up talking to people like nothing happened. And the people were kind of scared. They were kind of backing away from me, which I could understand. But the cops and the ambulance and the, the uh, medics all rushed up to me and said, how are you even standing? How are you not hurt? And I said, well, I'm standing just like you do. I don't hurt at all. In fact, I feel great. But what happened? So I tried to explain why I wasn't hurt and what happened. But, of course, they didn't go on that voyage, and they couldn't even imagine it, and it made no sense to them, which I could easily understand. In fact, the cops kept looking at me like, can't you confess to some crime we can relate to? <laughs> <laughs> no. This is what happened yeah so they wouldn't let me go home they took me to the hospital had to x-rayed me checked me out wasn't hurt at all uh they put a little band-aid on my head where there's a little scratch that's a little scratch from a head-on collision with a speeding car then this man walked in the emergency room i knew his name from a premonition from a couple days earlier he was a psychiatrist i knew all about his family and everything he walked up to my table and I started talking about him and his family. He just it blew him away. He said, have you, we ever met? Have you ever been a patient of mine? No, but you went to the University of Mississippi and got your psychiatry degree. And last week you and your kid changed the furniture around in the house and your wife got upset. And I, How do you know this? I said, I know everything right now. And he said, well, I've always heard about people with these kind of experiences. I've never met anybody. That's, that's gone through one and I said you're meeting one now and he explained well because of this we just can't let you walk home would <laughs> you understand mm -hmm. no problem <laughs> I said we're gonna have to put you in a psychiatric hospital for mandatory commitment just to make sure you're okay I said no problem I don't care what you do with me I'm into heaven back do I care besides that I had no nothing I could do so yeah they they took me to the hospital couldn't keep me there took me to jail put me in jail for two days until they could get an order of protective custody 
put me in a psychiatric hospital. They did. Within a couple of days in the psychiatric hospital, I was real famous. They called me Mr. Smiles. I was entertaining all the patients, playing guitar for them, talking to them. I didn't look the least bit uh, extreme or out of touch mm -hmm. like the other patients were. At the end of a week, they take you before a whole board of psychiatrists and they want to see if you're okay. And I said, look, mm -hmm. I'm not changing my story. This is what happened, exactly what happened. If you guys can explain to me how someone could be hit head on by a speeding car, not even feel it, I'll listen. But you know what? It was a miracle. It was an absolute miracle. From that day forward, I believed in miracles. Can't make them happen as much as I'd like. Believe me, I'd make a better, kinder, sweeter world if I could push buttons and make miracles happen all the time. But we can mm -hmm. make miracles happen. Some we can, some we can't. That experience changed my life completely. It took me a couple months to kind of come down and understand it. The thing I did not understand is why me? Why did I have this beautiful experience? What could I possibly have done to deserve such a phenomenal, beautiful, enlightening experience? And I asked that question and asked it over and over and over. No doubt what I went through, but I had a lot of doubt. Why me? And then eight months later, the monitors, my guides, I guess they wanted me to ponder it for a while. But they finally, that I didn't see them this time. I felt them. And they, I was out in my front porch playing my guitar. And they, they shot a beam of light into my third eye. And I could hear their voices. At the same time, these what they were saying was rolling off like screen credits in a movie into the distance. And they basically said, you got this experience because you always wanted to know. You studied psychic ability. You're always asking questions. Bam, that, that was the second most beautiful day of my life. So it wasn't an accident. It wasn't a coincidence. I'd been asking for this knowledge all along. So that kind yeah, of gives you a of what happened. Okay. Yeah. And I would, I'd say like, that makes sense to me, especially as I'm also an um, intuitive teacher um, and practitioner myself. And so you're listening to your story and it's very fascinating. And then when, as soon as you started and the, when you got to the end part of your story of saying, why me, the thing that popped into my head is that we're all deserving. We all have the potential and the ability it's just, are we curious, are we open, and are we willing? And so Amen. I'd like to, yeah, so I'd like to take that into my question for you is how do we develop these now? Because I think that we all have the potential to be quote unquote psychic and we're all intuitive. It's just a matter, it's, you know, like a skill, honing that skill. Uh, don't you think? Absolutely. Just like if you want to be a good piano player or golfer, you have to practice. You want mm -hmm. to be a good person, you have to practice. You want to develop your psychic ability, you have to, first of all, give yourself the right to even try, and so mm -hmm. can all practice. We're all connected to infinite mind. That's one thing I clearly understood, and I, to this day, I encourage people to pull on that um, umbilical cord. Make it work for you. Yeah, in a practical sense. And this is because I went through a week of solid seeing symbolism with everything. I realized that we can see symbolism 
in our current life on all the time but we have to choose to practice that another thing i realized from my experience is our higher guides infinite mind all the levels of guardian angels guides we have above us they know the rule and that rule is we came mm -hmm. here with free will and they do not have the right to interfere with it period uh right it's just yeah, the, even if they of, can yeah. they yeah they you, you can drive down yeah. the street and drive on a sidewalk and run over people you know not to do that you know the same thing well and i i yeah and now especially in the context of this conversation we're having i'm feeling and getting this like deeper understanding of that's why these near-death experiences are things that like seem so drastic to our human minds uh, sometimes that's what has to take place in order for us to get out of our humanness to allow our divinity, our oneness to actually reemerge and come through and for us to be willing to say, yes, I am ready and real, you know, willing to talk to my guides, talk to my angels, talk to God, whatever, what, however you want to call it, that that oneness of mind that you're referring to you know because we have so much of this stuff that we're trained out of as kids and adolescents growing up in this culture and but i feel like a lot of us are still if not all of us are still constantly seeking you know when we feel that level of disconnect we want to be reunited with the oneness that we came from and sometimes maybe it takes a near-death experience or you know like a car accident when people say oh you know like i saw an angel come and you know save me or get in the way you know like and and then that opens us back up so it's yeah i think it's so interesting but yes free will is the whole point of my rambling <laughs> is that's one of the things that you know that comes through every time when i'm teaching too is that we are autonomous energetic beings and we have to say yes we have to be willing we have to you know call in that divinity that we want to work with in order for them to be able to come through and help us absolutely we do it proactively we do it by choice we increase our skill in that set just like you do in any set by devotion commitment and practice but you can go through your whole life and not grow not evolve mm -hmm. but for sure, every yeah. human being everybody on this planet gets several taps on the shoulder many times in their lifetime saying hey you want to grow you want to evolve you want to see past that you want to learn who you really are but we get to choose through free will to take that hint to take that ball to to continue to grow or to ignore it mm -hmm. our free will is the most powerful thing we have because intentions perception attitudes at this moment are the most empowering thing not yesterday's not tomorrow's right here right now we live in one long infinite now and of course we're going to have cycles you know i'm bipolar i've been through plenty of cycles i've been a <laughs> self-employed musician and psychic mm -hmm. my whole life the psychic works easy the music was always a challenge because i'm a crappy singer <laughs> yeah. and i mm. had to work around <laughs> I taught myself piano at 33 just so I could learn to be a soloist and I pulled it off. Mm. Never shortchange yourself on how much power you can tap into, how much change you can bring to yourself, how much magic, love and harmony you can bring to the world. But it all 
starts with our decision to push those buttons and practice those techniques. And if you commit yourself and you ask your higher mind and your guides to help and you meditate and turn off your worrying logical mind for a couple minutes a day, mm -hmm. these are practical techniques to start empowering you to be able to read the signs and connect with your guides because the universe wants us to know that if today's chaos isn't enough to affirm, yes, we need to grow and evolve and learn some new things. I don't know what is because that's what yeah. the whole universe is trying to show us right now is go to a higher mind, go to higher mind. I, I think there's also this level of the free will is like the entry level. And then beyond that is like, we need to start taking like radical self-responsibility for our energy, for our connection, for our potential. Um, you know, like we, I just, I don't know why that, popped up but i i think it's oh, that's there's, a great term radical responsibility i love that <laughs> that's great yeah so that's first that i could definitely tell you and i are definitely attuned and 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 channeling right now too as we're <laughs> as we're having this conversation um because it's there's it's one thing to say okay yes i want to develop my intuition but with that with that saying yes that free will choice also comes responsibility where you can choose because we live on earth there is polarity here on earth so you can choose light you can choose shadow uh, even though all, ultimately it's everything is a oneness beyond this plane and so i think it's important too if we're going to talk about this because i've had students come to me and say well I feel, you know, these shadow presences around me, how do I get rid of them? Or, you know, th different things like that. Or people, they come to different levels of intuitive and psychic work, and yet there's still this element of, of victimhood, of I'm being attacked, or, um, uh, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah, so I feel like with this, this responsibility comes like, okay, well, you know, um, it's our responsibility to align and connect with the light and to attune ourselves to um, the higher vibration and, you know, be champions of the light and um, sort of stewards of um, maybe this will take us into what we're calling the grand awakening. Uh, what Absolutely. do you think about that? I'm 100% with you on that. It, it it is a grand awakening. It's a good. It's a huge universal, or at least on Earth, shakeup. But it's necessary. We need to address our problems, both on a political, social, economic, world level, and on a very personal one-to-one -one level. Those are both happening right now. Those. It's becoming obvious that there's a lot of things we need to work on individually and collectively mm -hmm. but we can remain stupid and selfish and arrogant or we can be part of the solution and everybody can be part of the solution and i encourage everybody to regardless of how complex and crazy and confusing the times may be there's light at the end of the tunnel it's not in vain there are no accidents mm -hmm. there are no coincidences this is higher mind manifesting and showing the whole world what needs to be fixed so we can do it. And the irony of it is, yeah, and I, whether you talk about your experience, sorry, my experience, or you. any lifetime, 
I think it's just infinite mind seeing itself in infinite ways. I think every lifetime is infinite mm -hmm. mind seeing itself. We're just caught in our own little soul body experience on this particular channel, on this particular route. But all incarnations are basically, in fact, everything is basically in, infinite mind seeing itself. Just the infinite mind seeing itself. Mm -hmm. And if we even just accept that premise as maybe that's possible, then we start opening those links to tap into it on a practical level. Because we grow spiritually and psychically. Right, I, yeah, I think we grow spiritually and psychically yeah. not to get a gold star from God, but to make things better here now in life. Right. I mean, if we even think about like how Einstein approached you know, his whole body of work, he would take naps and he would have these breaks and these periods where he would just think about what's possible. And so look at where that's led us, you know, Tesla would think about what's possible. And so if we think about from the scientific end of things, we're always hopefully thinking about what's possible and what that can unfold. We can do that with ourselves and our connection to the divine, our connection to, you know, to the unified mind, our connection to each other, to nature, to evolution of love and forgiveness and compassion. Because I think uh, more than anything, especially right now, at least what I'm hearing come through, is that this time of chaos that we're in, all of this conflict and um, polarity, I feel like is challenging us and especially those that are already connected and attuned and, and ready for the work, really um, encouraging us to come through and practice what we preach. And like we talk a lot in the intuitive world about self-love, compassion, unconditional love, divine love, you know, but what does that really mean? And so I feel like this is really challenging and encouraging us to apply that. So when we, you know, see people that we don't agree with, or that maybe are struggling with their shadow side, and living in the shadow in this lifetime, bringing through that love, bringing through that compassion, and having that be part of the solution, instead of just beating the drum of conflict all the time. That's true. Ironically, or sadly, or whatever you want to term it, humankind tends to learn through banging its head against the wall <laughs> and yeah. figure out, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe don't do that, you know. Uh, but you were mentioning someone like Einstein. I think this is like a very highly evolved spirit who came here to help us understand gravity and time and space and relativity and so forth. And yeah, he just walked out and thought about it and it came mm -hmm. to him in a way that he could eventually hire good mathematicians to help him work out the math for his theories to be understood. And to this day, I think, okay, maybe it shouldn't be a theory, it should be a law, but the difference between laws and theories are, are technical. Uh, so it's still considered a theory, gravel tailby and so mm -hmm. forth. But we use it all the time. And here this one human being gave it to us, brought it to us. We all have a gift to bring to the planet, moral story. If we decide to do it and practice on it, and do it through love and light and growth rather than I'll get even or I'm going to screw these people over. Good motivations, right. good intentions. They are much more likely to bring you good results than bad ones, bad intentions, bad attitudes. 
so yeah we're all learning but there's an infinite amount to learn and there's only a finite amount of time each of us have on the planet at each particular incarnation so be patient be at peace people realize that there are tides going up and down that's the nature of nature <laughs> tides changes but mm -hmm. we do have a connection to peace happiness creativity infinite mind understanding growing evolving but we do have to practice it choose it and that's where mastery comes at anything decisions choice practice so to 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 the listeners to the readers stay encouraged folks it's just a transition the other side of this transition is getting everything fixed good right yeah i think you know i think if we're just easy with ourselves and you know it, we just do be show up every day and be the best that we can every day and you know we're human and we incarnated in this human life to be imperfect and to experience uh -huh. constant in this human life like we can experience more light than shadow we can experience more love than fear it's just a matter of what are we choosing so again back to that radical self-responsibility is you know the choice the free will so it again i love how this all ties together um so yeah just be deliberate every day wake up and say this is what i choose today and like um, Gary said earlier, give yourself a few minutes to uh, bask in that energy of what you want to feel, of aligning with your guides, your angels, um, you know, calling them in, asking for their help, asking for their support, for their protection, for their clearing, for their healing, whatever it is you feel like you need most that day. It's okay to ask. They can't help you if you don't ask. Amen. That they can't break on your free will. <laughs> You have, to yeah. open, you have to open the door and invite them. Ask yeah. and you shall receive. It doesn't say we know what you need and we'll ship it to you tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Right. But then once you ask, then it's our responsibility to, again, like show up in kind and practice what, you know, they've they've given us. So I think, um, you know, that's important to remember. But it's it's not complicated. It's it's simple. But at the same time, it can be so elusive. And so I feel like, again, just being easy and gentle and forgiving with ourselves and knowing that every moment of every day is another chance to choose something better, choose what we want to change about ourselves or the situation or, you know, whatever it may be. Amen. And I always encourage people to pat themselves on the back, feel proud, feel happy, quit worrying about the mistakes you made, fix them if you can apologize mend up do the best you can but don't live in the in the past and in mistakes and in errors and with things you can't change live with what you can change which is right here right now with attitudes intentions perspective and once you start practicing on that becomes the norm just like if you go swimming or play tennis every day that becomes the norm you develop skill because you keep doing it and, mm -hmm. but you do yeah, have to add definitely yeah yeah, it's a muscle. So yeah, y'all, y'all out there. <laughs> definitely, you know, practice makes perfect. So definitely keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And when people are proud of themselves, pat themselves on the back, feel good. Sometimes people think it's selfish to do that. No, it's selfish to not do it. 
it's selfish to not love yourself because you're a package alike and there's no telling how much good you can do for yourself and other people by just turning on that light quit worrying about stuff you can't change and it's a constant process because tomorrow you'll get some curveballs that you didn't even think about yesterday Mm -hmm. But guess what? There's always a bigger bat available too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah, you know, I love that, that the way you said that too, uh, because I think it's again, important to reiterate that, you know, so many of us are looking for love in relationships and different dynamics and we're confused as to why it's not there. Well, what are we bringing to the situation, to the relationship, to the dynamic? If we don't love ourselves enough to even bring that to the dynamic, how do we expect anyone else to, you know, um, show up enough? Like, that's just, I feel like an unfair request for the other people in the dynamic, you know. So it's our responsibility to love ourselves enough to bring that in so that what, you know, what we put out is what we get back. That's the law of attraction. It's, you know, um, one of the laws of physics, matter can neither be created nor destroyed. It's there. We just have to bring it so that we can receive it at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you were talking about science, I've been an electrical engineer in college. I've always been, uh, of course, I've never worked as an engineer. I've worked as a musician and a psychic and a writer and so forth. But I still have a lot of fantastic curiosity, ongoing curiosity about physics and quantum worlds and so forth. I started feeling at the time of my near-death experience in 77 that the quantum worlds, the smallest of the small, is the interface between physicality and spirituality the smallest of the small and now even scientists studying quantum physics they're kind of scratching their head and having to toy with this confusing but non-scientific concept called consciousness <laughs> you know mm -hmm. how does it make yeah. everything even exist in the first place what makes these subatomic particles be there why is every time we look we get a different result because we're looking <laughs> you know uh yeah it's the, the quantum world is a world of infinite possibilities and i believe in infinite universes and infinite possibilities if you're going to down to the park and you go right instead of left at the next intersection believe it or not you've co-created a universe in which you went right instead of left every thought every action makes a different universe but they're all seamlessly fold together and make our reality but that's the power of individual choice you help create mm -hmm. a different universe by going right or going left or being a good person or not yeah well this has been a fascinating conversation i'm i'm so happy uh with how everything is unfolded today tell everyone where they can find your work and uh work with you the best way to get in touch with me is email me gw at g-a-r-y-w-i-m-m-e-r.com gw at garywimmer.com you can go to garywimmer.com and you can see a link for my psychic work i'm also an actor and a writer and musician you can go to lithomancy.com l-i-t-h-o-m-a-n-c-y.com uh, that's the method I use of reading stones, which I learned from a lady 
1980 to one of the most gifted psychics. I'm one of the few people who uses that methodology of lithomancy. Or you can call me and leave a message. You'll get my voicemail because I get constant telemarketing calls. 512-707-0836, Austin, Texas. Leave a clear message with your number. So you can email me. You can go to GaryWimmer.com. You can leave me a message. 512-707-0836. Um, and there's several ways to get in touch with me. My books, A Second in Eternity and Lithomancy, The Psychic Art of Reading Stones, are both available on Amazon and Kindle. So you can find my books. And uh, yeah, I love helping people. I've been to hell and back emotionally, psychically, mentally, financially, you name it. So I feel like I'm very fortunate because I got a lot of curveballs in life, a lot of disappointments, but a lot of growth. So I can help other people because I've been through the meat grinder a couple of times. You know? mm -hmm. And I encourage people to stay empowered. And if you want uh, me to uh, give you some help, just contact me. All right, everybody, Mr. Gary Wimmer, again, we're so happy to have you here and we appreciate your time and all your wisdom and all your experiences, all the ups and the downs. Um, and so, again, go to his website, uh, go to Amazon to find his books. If you are looking for all of this information in one place, it's on my website, drlaramay.com in the show notes. So just go to drlaramay.com forward slash podcasts, and that's where all the show notes live for all the episodes. And uh, yeah, so we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you.